Welcome to the 100% Elite Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Englert. This is episode 13. Now, with the coronavirus pretty much still fucking up everybody's life, uh, there hasn't been a lot of news coming out of AEW uh, or anything special. Um, The only thing I got for you guys is that the Young Bucks have been named Tag Team of the Decade by the Pro Wrestling Observer Newsletter and or it's just the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Um, dude I mean definitely in my opinion tag team of the decade if you go back and look at all of the stuff that they've done and all the different companies from New Japan uh, Ring of Honor Dragon Gate AEW just everything I mean they've done a lot man uh, I know I've seen a lot on Twitter, people giving them like, what about the Usos in the New Day? Oh, f- what have they done outside of fucking WWE? Nothing. Nothing. They've done nothing. So, uh, I mean, the closest tag team, in my opinion, that that's even up to par with the Young Bucks would probably be the Lucha Bros. Because they've had runs pretty much everywhere. AAA, TNA, AEW. I mean... They've had gold pretty much everywhere they went besides AEW so far. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's the only news that we have. We got a big uh, episode for you guys. Uh, shit, Dark came through this week. Dark had fucking six matches on it, and it was pretty good. It was a lot of indie talent versus AEW talent kind of things. A couple squash matches. It felt like a full episode of Dynamite, man. It was pretty cool. Besides all the promos and vignettes and stuff like that that usually happen on an episode of Dynamite. I just meant by match, uh, like how many matches there were. It was like a full almost two-hour thing. Um, So I'm really excited to get into that. Dynamite this week wasn't as good as the week prior, but it was still a good episode. We got some great matches. I mean, come on, guys. That's Sammy Guevara versus Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship. It was actually a really, really good match. It started off kind of slow, Sammy getting into them spots, but by the end, man, full speed ahead. It was great. Um, So we're going to do the homework this week. The homework this week is the Esca de la Muerte match. Uh, it was the latter match. I, I tried to say it, but I can't. Um, it's the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks. Since they got wrestling tag team of the decade, um, I figured I'd throw one of their matches, one of my favorite matches, and that is the one that they had with the Lucha Bros, and it was amazing. Uh, it was in the pay-per-view all-out so just go back and watch that match and just let me know what you guys think about uh, how fucking insane that match was. Um, but without further ado, we're going to get right on into Dark. AEW Dark this week, uh, like I said, was just fucking full of matches. Um, the first match was uh, a pretty funny match. Uh, so Joe Alonzo made his uh, AEW Dark debut. There's a lot of... Um, indie guys that came on to dark this week but it was versus jake hager now jake hager is fucking huge in comparison to joe alonzo joe alonzo if you don't know who he is he's the guy who basically is mr controversy on twitter he had a tweet that said where are all the hot wrestling girl fans at like where are all the hot girl wrestling fans at because all he sees is ugly slobby ones um at the shows (laughs) it was uh it was pretty bad and girls basically the good thing about it is you got a bunch of girls on twitter posting like i don't know half naked things saying look i'm a hot girl and i like wrestling (laughs) it was pretty weird uh but i don't know why he does it he's also sammy guevara's best friend he um is in pretty much a hundred percent of his vlogs at this point he he's in it all the time you know who he is he's a guy that always picks him up from the airports drives him around uh he, he always gives shit to uh he's in the latest vlog actually that a piece of the match was in the last vlog 
um, where Sammy Guevara kicks him in the head at ringside because you know he's part of the inner circle. He's got a uh, who, who gives a fuck if that guy's his best friend? He's got to kick him in the face because he's uh, Jake Hager's uh, partner in the inner circle. <laughs> um, so the match was actually a squash match. Uh, that's pretty much what it was. Um, but he was super funny uh, in this match. Uh, you could tell he was um, not ready to be thrown around like he was. Uh, but it was entertaining for sure, and he might be all elite soon. I could see him coming over and either being part of Sammy's little lackey or or doing something completely different. But I know he's still going to have that asshole um, heel vibe to him. I just think it's in his personality. <laughs> the next match that was on Dark was Matt Sells and John Cruz versus QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes, the natural nightmares with Brandy Rhodes coming to the ringside with him. Now, anything that involves more Brandy Rhodes, I'm just 100% down for. Uh, they have Dasha doing the announcing for this episode of Dark. So uh, I think for Dynamite, it was Brandy Rhodes, which I like Justin Roberts the best out of any of the announcers now, but any little shot of Brandy we can get. Uh, is always a good thing in my book. Uh, so right here, we get a little taste. She comes out. Uh, this Matt Sells and John Cruz team, they also have some girl with them uh, who was basically just, oh, look, we have a hot girl. <laughs> she did nothing. Um, so I literally don't have anything written down about this match other than Brandy is hot. So fucking hot. <laughs> Oh, I have a problem. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. I have a lot. Uh, so QT, man, he always comes out with these random moves that I've never seen, like, ever. There were just a couple of little spots in there. You'll notice them because they're very innovative and very um, just different, man. The way he executes these um, just different things, man. you you got to watch these dark matches. If you're not watching them, you're missing out on just some good wrestling um, especially if you're bored at home with Corona stuff going around, everything's closed. Go on YouTube, hit up AEW Dark, and watch these fucking matches because some of them are furthering along storylines, and you don't know it because you're not watching. Um, so in QT and Dustin with this cool double team uh, move for the win, and. That was it for Matt Sells and John Cruz. They looked like jobbers. Uh, they they really did. But the third match on this uh, episode of AW Dark was Sean Spears and Robert Anthony, who was an indie guy, versus SCU. Now, it was Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian. Um, but, dude, Spears does all the little shit that matters. Like, all the little stuff that's entertaining like talking to the person out loud so you can hear it. Like when they're about to drag his arm, he'll look at him. No, 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 no. And like say stuff like that to where you see him invested and he's not just thinking about what's the next thing that's coming along. How choreographed is this? He just does all the little stuff that just, it just looks very, um, it, it's masterclass, man. It really is. I think he needs to be in bigger storylines than who's his partner. Um, I, I think he needs to be in this whole Tully and, um, Jake the Snake, Lance Archer, MJF, Wardlow. I think they all need to, uh, find something to get another stable, another heel stable going. Like, why don't they put, um, Wardlow, uh, MJF, put them with Sean Spears and have Lance Archer in there too. I mean, come on. Then you got Jake the Snake. You got Tully being the manager of this new Four Horsemen. Uh, it would be great. Um, I've also heard some and seen some things online about the revival coming to All Elite Wrestling. Now, that would be fucking dope. You get uh, the revival as the tag team. Uh, you get Sean Spears. And you get, um, you can throw Wardlow in there if he's done with MJF. You can just throw MJF in there and be this heel faction that doesn't give a fuck 
about the inner circle. They don't care about uh, the dark order. They don't care about anything. What they care about is winning and being the top dogs. So new four horsemen would be awesome. I've seen them tease it on Twitter. But this match, this match was really fucking entertaining. Um, Sean Spears has a really cool spine buster he's been doing. He he just goes all out, even on dark. Uh, and he does this spot where he um, he gets CD down on the ground and he jumps out and sits in the crowd and begins giving himself a Spears is awesome. <laughs> and it was just really funny, pretty entertaining. Um, he ends up leaving his partner again, this Robert Anthony, cause that they kept hitting each other over and over again. Um, you know, everybody diving out of the way cause they don't have good chemistry yet. That's like the whole thing with him trying to find a tag team partner. Um, so he ends up leaving him, uh, in the ring two on one SCU hitting the, the best Meltzer ever for, uh, the win over Robert Anthony. And then Spears jumps in the ring and beats the shit out of him for no reason, basically because he lost against two people. Um, I, I don't really, I don't understand why he did that. He should have just been like, see, this is why you can't be my partner and just said it. You didn't have to go out there and beat him up. I guess that's the usual thing to do, but I don't know. Still a great match. Really, really good. You should go watch it. That Robert Anthony guy was actually really, really, uh, surprising that he was that good. Um, I've seen him in some videos somewhere. I just can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it was a couple of Colt Cabana things that I've seen him in, but he, I don't know. He was all right. Definitely not tag team with Spears material, but he was actually pretty good for a dark, uh, what should have been a squash match. It ended up being very entertaining. Uh, the next match on AEW Dark was Suge D versus Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Uh, this Suge D guy is a, a British guy, so it, it, they pr- that's why they had such good chemistry. They kind of worked the same, him and Kip Sabian. Um, now Penelope Ford came out looking smoking hot. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I just I can't wait to see more of her on Dynamite. Uh, her in-ring work is actually really good. Her valet work is fucking phenomenal. The way she gets involved in these things, she does it at the right time. She lets go. She doesn't let the refs hear. And obviously, if the ref did see some shit, he's going to have to throw her out. So anything else they have planned would be out the window. So she's really getting in her spots good. Um, she's making Kip look a lot better. Um, sat, it's usually the other way around. Usually the wrestler makes the valet look good by getting her the little spots. But she's her matches are... I wouldn't say better than Kip's, but they're on par with his. And she makes him look like he is a star because he has such a, you know, a, a great looking valet, a great working valet. It, it, it's just, it goes well together. But she's she's going to be on them ranking soon, I, I guarantee it. But dude, that Suge D guy, he can sell his ass off. His work rate was really fucking good. He was keeping up. Uh, he didn't just look like some indie guy that they threw in there to get squashed. But Kip Sabian with this submission for the win, tapping the Shug D guy out. Um, it was a really good match. That was that was another one that I really liked. Um, man, Penelope Ford. Uh, so next match was uh, Brandon Cutler versus Cole Cabana. Boom, boom. Cole Cabana, boom, boom. Cole Cabana, I don't know. I like Cole Cabana. He's really fun. He's very entertaining. Um, so they both come out. Cole Cabana's like, uh, you know, cheering to the crowd. Yeah. You know, uh, thank you. Thank you. He's really like pretending like there's some big crowd out there, uh, really liking him. He's pointing at people and, uh, he's just going along, along with it. And this match, I heard that, he got really, really frustrated with Brandon Cutler. I don't know if it was Brandon Cutler or if it was something about the match that he did, but they had to reshoot some stuff, which I watched it three times to try to find the cut of where they they cut from. And all I can think is they redid the entire match because some of the spots, Brandon Cutler still looked like he fumbled a little bit, but I don't know if that was 
it's hard to tell because I don't, I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm just a fan. So I can't see the little things like they could probably point out. Um, but it was still a fun match. Very entertaining. Um, you know, Brandon Cutler has been looking a lot better this match. He looked like an amateur in my book against Cole Cabana. Uh, so he got that big, uh, bionic elbow for the win with a Superman pin. Uh, he jumps through their legs when they go back and pins down their feet with his, like, all stretched. It's a really unique pin. you got to go check it out. Um, if you're not watching him on Dark, he had a couple matches on Dynamite. Well, I think he had one match on Dynamite and one um, at the... No, he he didn't have a match at Revolution. He just came out to help SCU at Revolution. So he, you guys got to see him there. Um, so that was a good match, man. I was, um, I was pretty excited to see more of Cole Cabana. That's for sure. This next match was Corey Hollis and Mike Reed versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. Now this was a weird pairing for me. I didn't think I was going to like Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela together, but it actually worked. Um, Sonny Kiss, uh, ended up getting, the pin on this one, he got his first win, and he pinned the guy, because they were both jobbers, this Corey Hollis and Mike Reed guy, were they were definitely jobbers, uh, Sonny Kiss jumps off the top rope in, in splits, right on this guy's like higher chest, to where his ass and his junk is just laying on this dude's face, <laughs> and on his chest for the pin, and you can really... Uh, <laughs> You hear it's either Tony Schiavone or Kenny or uh, somebody on commentary was like, "Oh man, that's a pin to lose by!" <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it might have been Taz. I think this is still with the old commentary team. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty funny. <laughs> oh man, so that was dark. That was the last uh, match on dark. Uh, if you guys are not watching dark, you have to start. Uh, you have to start watching BTE. Um, Sammy Guevara's vlogs are really, really uh, entertaining. He's got a lot of skits in them. It's becoming more like BTE. You can see he's like straight up ripping it off. Because when you go back to his earlier vlogs, it's him doing his wrestling thing, going to indie shows, doing all that stuff. Him and Joe Alonzo might do like a little skit where they talk about um, it's basically wrestling shit. Uh, and then he'd open up all these packages that people were sending him, Dragon Ball Z stuff and and stuff like that. That's what his vlog was. Now it's like, how many skits can I put into this thing with the normal vlog stuff? Um, so it's kind of morphed into a, a, a little BTE Sammy Guevara version. But anyways, let's get in to Dynamite. Um, no wrestlers by the ringside, I think is what was really the letdown from last week to this week. Uh, it was really fucking quiet, but they had, uh, Cody and Kenny on commentary. Um, this is where I got confused. I thought they were on commentary. The last dark was, was part of Taz and the normal team still up there. This was, uh, Cody and Kenny Omega on commentary with Tony Schiavone. So the commentary was actually pretty entertaining. It, it helped out from the, the lack of the crowd, that's for sure. Um, this first match, uh, Cody was on commentary, and he goes, oh, wait, uh, I'm up. I guess I'll uh, run through the tunnel now. <laughs> so he runs around. They play his music, and he runs through the tunnel. <laughs> but it was Cody versus Jimmy Havoc. Um, and then they had these, the wrestlers out in like a trailer or, or something with another video camera that they kept splicing in picture in picture to make it seem like people were still in their bedding and, uh, they were chanting like, come on, Cody, come on, Cody, or Chris Jericho's in there basically wanting every bad guy to win no matter who it is. So it was, it wasn't as bad as I guess. I don't know. It still was bad without the wrestlers at the ringside. I hate this fucking coronavirus bullshit. I wish they could just, like, have tests for the wrestlers going in. And as long as they don't have it, hey, have a show. Go ahead. Put the full roster in there. Who cares? 
it was kind of a rough start to this match. I don't know if it's Jimmy Havoc not really wrestling uh, or just trying to figure each other out. I don't think they've wrestled before on Dynamite or Dark. There was a really cool spot where Cody had the figure four locked in and Jimmy Havoc pulls on his ear and rakes his eyes to get out of it. I haven't really seen much of that. Usually they do the rolling spot or get to the ropes, uh, but pretty innovative. Uh, Jimmy Havoc really working um, Cody's arm and pulling his pulling his wrist and his fingers and oh man those spots really get to me I just uh, don't want to see somebody snap a finger on accident I guess and so it <laughs> it gets uh, a little squeamish for me and it's just with like the wrists and the fingers it's not the arms and stuff like that like my wife um, it's the shoulders she's popped her shoulders out a bunch uh, out of socket and so when they really stretch on them she looks away <laughs> it's pretty funny but it, it was a really good match man uh, I really expected uh, Jimmy Havoc to step up especially him being in a match with Cody you know basically the top baby face in AEW right now uh, so I don't know it was a, I don't know it was all right uh, there was a couple spots that are a little wonky but I mean can you blame them there's no fans to play off of. There's no, um, really, there's really nothing on the line right now. It's just them putting on a show for the TV audience. And I get that too. I just wish, I don't know. I wish the wrestlers were still around the ring. That's what I really wish. I think it would have been a great fucking episode if they would have had some like, you know, semi fans, even though they weren't fans of wrestlers, they were gambling, blah, blah, blah. But it just made the show a lot better. Uh, bigger feel because now it felt really empty uh, without that's all so as soon as that match stopped uh, Jake the Snake or they're just calling him Jake Roberts I don't know if they can call him Jake the Snake I don't know if WWE told him like eh no that's ours uh, but Jake Roberts uh, Jake the Snake cut a promo uh, he's kind of talking about and for Lance Archer uh, talking to Cody, so here it is. Lance Archer is romping and stomping, chomping at the bit, just to get in the ring with somebody from All Elite Wrestling. You know, when that all started, it was the then you took the best of the or somebody's best. I guess it was yours, Cody. <laughs> and AEW was formed back in January. And it was gonna be something that had never been done before where it gave the people what they wanted. Well, I gotta argue that. You know, my phone didn't ring and here I am, the best mind that ever wrestling's ever had. And yet, not a phone call. Lance Archer, is the Japan where you guys were seeing him romp and stomp? Oh my God, that's the problem right there. You guys seen what he was doing. Oh, and you were afraid. Well, I can certainly get that. I mean, right now I'm still paying for doctor bills uh, from his last training session. My God. Caesar, let us do it. Give us a chance. Bring your people. You know, all, all of them. Bring whoever you want. Bring the old man, Arn Anderson. Bring, what's her name? <laughs> Samson's Delilah, or, or Caesar's Cleopatra, or maybe even Bill's uh, Monica, I don't know. Bring her. Somebody sit down with us and give us something to sign. Says, you, Cody, will meet us. Just once. That's all I'm asking for is one time. Because we'll get done what we want it done. What you gonna do, Cody? It's up to you. Trust me. So Cody, as soon as this was done, basically was a, he looked a little pissed off. And he basically said, Lance Archer isn't getting a match with me first time he steps in. He's going to have to come in and he's going to have to work his way up to me. He goes, he could uh, work next week. How about that? Spoiler alert. Next week, Lance Archer is going to be in the ring, but it's not going to be me. He's got to work up to me. 
Um, we we've seen him in New Japan. We've seen what he's done, but he's everybody starts at the same place here. They start at the bottom. They got to go up, which has pretty much happened. I mean, you even see the big guys come in when they come in. They start at the bottom. So that's going to be pretty cool. We're going to see Lance Archer get to actually wrestle in all elite wrestling. Hopefully he doesn't just job somebody out. Hopefully they get a good match out of somebody. Uh, you know, put them in put them in a match with somebody that's at halfway decent at selling, especially the big man stuff that he does. Uh, apparently this guy, I've watched a couple of his matches, but it's being compared to like the Undertaker in his prime, the way he works kind of fast but kind of slow at the same time he works like a big guy but in a fast way i don't know it's kind of weird but he's he's fucking awesome he's really cool really excited to see him in the ring maybe they put him with uh maybe they put him with jimmy havoc uh give him you know somebody to toss around a little bit jimmy havoc will bring out the the odds and ends shit that he does trying to get a win over lance archer and just get smashed uh, but as soon as that was done, the next match was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford uh, coming out versus Darby Allen. And Darby Allen had a little message for Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian, I don't see anything super bad about you. Those are just words. My eyes will tell the story of a man that before he learned his lesson... He just wanted to see how bad things could get first. I've known some super bad people. I've got a little too close to those super bad people. And learned my lesson the hard way. Keep saving tonight. I am going to show you that you are nothing more than a sacrifice. Sacrifice for the sins of the inner circle. Man, Darby Allen usually has some silent uh, vignettes and they still get over, but this one, I don't know, something about it was just really cool. He like walked up to a table uh, wearing each inner circle's mask on his face, like a mask made out of paper laid it down at each of the seats and then took gas and lit it on fire while he's telling Kip Sabian that he's basically going to make him uh, make an example out of him. And this match was really fucking good. Uh, Kip Sabian working a lot better. Uh, Penelope Ford once again making him look great, doing her valet spots, really laying it in to Darby Allen. There's a couple spots where she basically saved Kip Sabian from getting fucking drilled by Darby Allen. I remember him running full speed at Kip Sabian. She pulls him out of the way and he goes right into the guardrail that slid all the way back. And Cody keeps mentioning that these are bike racks. These are not uh, big foam pads where, you know, you can slam all into them and never get hurt. These things fucking hurt. There's no give, uh, when it's a human body and a steel fucking <laughs> steel little structure right there. So, oh man, it was a really good match. Uh, Darby Allen ended up winning with his new, it looked like a pin and a submission. It's called the last supper is what he's calling it. It's, it's a pretty cool fucking move. So he pins him with the last supper and <clears throat> I took away from this match one thing. And that was, Darby Allen is a fucking legit star. Um, Cody's comparing him to Sting and, you know, the way little kids dress up as him. And all over Twitter recently, I've been seeing people posting their cosplay pictures of Darby Allen. Like, fucking nuts. Like, this guy was a pretty much nobody. I've never even heard of him before AEW. And, and now he's like... Uh, big time. He's hanging out with Travis Pastrana in, in videos, going to Bam Margera's house. Uh, I don't know if he knew them before all of this stuff, but dude's living his best life, that's for sure. And he's married to Priscilla Kelly. Now, Priscilla Kelly is another one of those people that goes a little bit too far on some of the things. Uh, she's the girl who pulled a fake bloody tampon out of her uh, 
uh, wrestling gear and used it as a manable claw spot into another girl's mouth. It was really fucking gross. Um, or maybe she just threw it at her. I'm pretty sure. But she's also the girl that like pukes and does really gross shit. Um, she's really attractive, but she's really kind of weird with the wrestling <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> so the next match was Jake Hager versus Chico Adams. Um, you knew going in with a name Chico Adams that you were going to get squashed by fucking Jake Hager. Um, <clears throat> he pretty much, he squashed him with a capital Q. Um, it was fucking ridiculous. He, he gets in like this rock bottom sort of thing into a triangle sleeper hold for the win. Uh, just puts this dude to sleep. Uh, but the cool thing was John Moxley came in afterwards and got right up in dude's face, um, hit Jake Hager with a paradigm shift, and Jake Hager got up and turned it into an ankle lock before uh, John Moxley like flipped him through the ropes, and then Jake took off. But we all have to think, he basically got out of the paradigm shift. Nobody gets up from that. Uh, at least the inner circle members, they don't get up after they get paradigm shift. That's it. So Jake Hager getting up from that and smiling and laughing, maybe we'll finally get uh, a different finisher from John Moxley. I mean, the champs got to come up with something new to take out the giant. So uh, I'm pretty excited to see what he can come up with. Um, if he's going to use, uh, cause he's done that stuff with Randy Couture, him like practicing and stuff like that. Or maybe if he's just going to hit like two or three paradigm shifts to finally take him out, that could be a thing also. But I, I'm, I, I just want him to see him do something different. Uh, cause he's paradigm shift the fuck out of like almost the entire roster. So <laughs> it'd be nice for him to come up with a different, uh, finisher or at least something that, um, it doesn't even have to be the finisher. He could still do the paradigm shift, but maybe another move to set up the paradigm shift. Uh, kind of like the V-triggers for Kenny set up that one-wing angel that nobody kicks out of because they just got V-triggered like eight fucking times. Uh, <laughs> but Moxley uh, cuts a little promo backstage. Um, it's, it's a good one. I told you, you big gruesome son of a bitch. Check your blind spot. I go where I want, when I want to show up. Where I want, when I want, I'm cleared. 100%, good to go, ready to get back to action, and I'm out for blood. You walked away from the fight tonight, Hager. But when this comes to a head, and it will come to a head, when this is on the line, you're not walking away at all. You're getting carted out on a stretcher. Or I'm gonna die trying. So we talked about him not escaping their next encounter, and I'm hoping that means cage match. Uh, if we get to see John Moxley and Jake Hager in a fucking cage match, I mean, that would be so legit. Um, so hopefully that comes with some kind of cool match, or maybe Jake Hager put in a, uh, a lights-out match with John Moxley. Just really, really get the blood going. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty good segment. Uh, the next part, I was going to play the audio from this, but it's basically Brody Lee eating and chopping up and scratching a fork on a plate, eating a steak. Uh, ASMR people would be, or the people with, uh, what's that disorder where you can't, uh, hear people talk about, or chew up food misophilioma or something like that anyways i'm not playing the fucking audio it's hard enough watching it and he's scraping his plate and chomping at this fucking steak he's like kind of doing this he they're all in suits it's uh brody lee sitting at the head of the table and the beaver boys on either side they're not touching their plates they're looking kind of scared and he's like oh yeah this is great this is good shit blah 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 he's kind of doing this vince mcmahon sort of thing and the one dude picks up his forks like he's about to eat. And he's like, no, you don't fucking eat before I do, blah, blah, blah. Get out. And he kicks him out of the room. And then the other guy sneezes, which everybody knows. All these stories of uh, Vince McMahon really hating when people sneeze. So he kicks the other dude out. 
then finishes his steak, and that was it. <laughs> that was all the segment. So I'm not going to play it. It's just too much smacking, and he's obviously being obnoxious because he was trying to take a jab at uh, at Vince McMahon. He's all like, we're the Lions of AEW now. We take what we want, when we want, blah, blah, blah. Mm, that's good shit. <laughs> um, but the match... Uh, was QT Marshall versus Brody Lee, the exalted one. Um, this match was, uh, it was actually really entertaining, man. Brody Lee is a fucking powerhouse though, and kicked the shit out of QT Marshall. I think he's got a black eye, um, from him. Uh, but he, he kind of pays either a little, either he's paying tribute to Bray Wyatt, but he does that like sister Abigail hold where they hold him, um, and he usually flips him back and does that uh, finisher that he does, Sister Abigail or whatever. That's what Bray Wyatt does. So Brody Lee holds him like that, but then picks him up, spins around, and clotheslines the fuck out of him, inside out. And then he's, uh, you know, pins him one, two, three for the win. And he's just staring at the camera, like I don't know if it's a jab or if it's paying tribute. It just doesn't. I don't know. I think it was a jab, like, look, I can be just as fucking big as you guys. Maybe he said something, or maybe they're good friends, and he was like, here you go, man, this is my little uh, trivia. I don't know. Uh, tell me what you guys think about it for sure, because uh, it was a weird little scenario. of I, I just didn't know if he was trying to take a jab or if he was, you know, giving him a little like, hey, man, what's up, kind of thing. But, dude. Uh, he just comes right out of the gate in this match, though. It's beating the shit out of him. And after they're done, he gives QT Marshall a mask. Like, here, you can fucking join. Uh, actually, he gives the, the... The guy gives him a mask. He brings out one of the Dark Order members with him. And that guy gives him a mask. Um, uh, a mask. And then after that, we got a lot of recaps. There's a lot of little recap segments in this episode, little filler parts. Um, and then Vanguard One uh, was checking on Nick. Vanguard One is the little drone that Matt Hardy brings with him. So he was checking on uh, Nick Jackson, not Matt. Nick Jackson working out at home. It says he's like at 60-something percent uh, health. He's getting better. Which uh, the Young Bucks came out on Twitter in a little video and basically said, Nick's all, no, it wasn't Twitter. It was those personal messages. So if, if you didn't know, the Young Bucks put out there like a text message system to where you can text them and, and it, it might be a, an auto text back or something like that. But they actually texted me back on that. So it was pretty cool. A nice little personal touch. You know, getting back with the fans because they don't want to be on Twitter anymore. So this next match was the main event for tonight. Uh, and it was Sammy Guevara versus Kenny Omega for the Mega Championship. Uh, it's a AAA title that Kenny Omega won. He beat uh, Ray Phoenix for it, which is one of the homework. Uh, so you guys should have watched that match. Now... This match started off kind of slow because Sammy is getting into that heel uh, role. He's digging in a little too hard, if you ask me, on some of the stuff. But it was pretty entertaining. I mean, him and Kenny still had a fucking phenomenal match. Uh, Sammy getting in a lot of offense on Kenny Omega, especially on that fractured wrist of his. Really just keep bringing it to him, doing a lot of stepping on it and kicking him and... Um, couple really stiff looking spots it it was man this is the match where I had the most notes on because it was it was a barn burner for me um Sammy was uh hitting on my girl though man right at the start hitting on Brandy and he has this little spot where he uh he's got a couple pictures on on chairs out in the crowd and one of them's Brandy so he goes up and grabs it and starts trying to make out with it and you see Brandy's face is, ugh. and uh, it's now a meme that is all over Twitter. It's actually pretty fucking funny. Uh, but 
he's just doing little shit like that, having fun. Um, Kenny's down. He's like, yeah, Kenny sucks. Kenny sucks or something like that. Uh, but man, he's just doing in the beginning. So uh, literally halfway through this match is when it really picks up and he's staying on him like white on rice, man. It, it, it's just, it was beyond me. I didn't know Sammy, all the other matches, Sammy wasn't really on top of people. He sells a lot more. But this, I think he knew this is a championship match with Kenny Omega on fucking live TV. He needs to bring it. I mean, they did a standing Spanish fly. And that's that thing where they both flip. And uh, basically, he slams his opponent after the flip. It's like a rock bottom with a flip in it. It's pretty fucking dope. They did it standing. <laughs> Just put it that way. They usually do it off the top rope, and it takes a while to spin. It just straight up. And uh, it was really fucking cool. But Sammy got hit with at least, I don't know, four fucking V-triggers towards the end. And then got hit with the one-wing angel. Kenny Omega does it again. Gets another fucking win. Puts on a hell of a match. He looked like he really uh, was... He probably told Tam, uh, Tammy, Sammy to really lay it in fucking heavy because it's a fucking championship match. No fans. Shit's on the line. I, I thought it was a great match. I thought it really was. Um, I was really excited for it. So for them to pull it out in the end, uh, being it was kind of like one of them New Japan matches where it starts off really slow and it just builds and builds. And by the the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of it, it's just fucking firing on all cylinders, just bam, bam, bam. Uh, it was just awesome. That one-wing angel, it's such a devastating move. Nobody fucking kicks out of it. I think Okada is the only one where he, I think he did two, two or three of them in one of those matches, and that's how he actually won. Uh, it, it was just fucking... It's such a good finisher. It's really cool. He goes straight into the pin. So you know as soon as he hits that one-wing angel, this is it. Kenny Omega is walking away from this. Uh, still, the AAA Mega Champion. Um, the belt, I don't know. The belt looks kind of stupid. I will say that. AAA, step your fucking game up. Uh, I mean, it's no AEW World Heavyweight Championship belt, that's for sure. Uh, his tag team title belt looks cooler than the one that they gave him. So, all in all, pretty good fucking match. Uh, definitely let me know what you guys thought about that one. Uh, but the last segment of this show was where we were going to get Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy face-to-face. Now, before I play both of these segments, uh, the first segment is going to be... They're both kind of fucking long, but it's the whole end of the fucking show. Um... Duly noted, I just found out Chris Jericho had them redo all of it because he hated the fucking first cut. Absolutely hated it. Said it was dog shit. So they redid this whole segment. Uh, so apparently this was already pre-taped uh, when they and they put it on there. It had to have been because they did a reshoot. Um, so Vanguard 1 comes down and Chris Jericho is cutting a fucking promo on a drone. Okay, just that's how this is going to start off. So it's going to go down a real weird uh, path. But here is Chris Jericho cutting a promo on Vanguard 1. Come on down, Matt Hardy. You hear that? You hear that? I I see that. There he is. Yes. And it's not Matt Hardy. It is our West Coast correspondent. It is Vanguard. So there he is. Is he talking? Vanguard One. I'm glad you showed up, guard. Guard. Because I got a couple things I want to tell you. First of all, I don't like you. I've never liked you. I don't like what you stand for. I don't like your beliefs. I think you're arrogant. I don't appreciate your political views on social media. You're a piece of shit, Vanguard. He's cutting a promo on a drone. Yeah, you heard me. I think Your Chris piece of trash has lost it. And even though I don't like you, well, I respect you. And that's why I'm asking you <laughs> no way. to join the inner circle. 
<laughs> okay, no we way. think about it, Vanguard. All the power will lie in the propellers. Your propellers will be spinning. He wants everybody. With all the money you're gonna make will be pouring bubbly right down your gas tank. All those Instagram drone models will be flocking around wherever you go. You'll be smoking the finest of mechanical cigars. Come on, Vanguard. For old time's sake. You are witnessing you this. Chris Jericho's asking a drone. A drone, Vanguard. Huh? I think that's a no. What do you say, man? Okay, no, no, fly this way. Hey! Vanguard turning the hey, other cheek. You come yeah, back here, absolutely. Vanguard! Turning his back on. You come back here, you son of a bitch! Come on, You're Chris. You're gonna regret this! No means no, he said no. It said no. You tell Oh. I think he's gonna talk to someone else here now. So let that sink in. Uh, Chris Jericho cut a promo on a fucking drone on the live television. Um, this next part, spart, spot, part, same thing. Um, it definitely had to have been taped because Matt Hardy started at the top of the arena and he starts teleporting in different areas in the arena, <laughs> getting closer and closer to Chris Jericho. Finally face-to-face -face in the ring. Um, the audio that I have starts in a little bit later, but he basically says, uh, maker of pain, you knew I'd come, and does his little laugh, and he's, uh, I don't know. I like Matt Hardy a lot. I think he's going to be great in this company. I think once we work in his character a little bit more, but this next segment I'm about to play, um, if you don't like wonky shit and wrestling, like characters and stuff like that to where it's supernatural, this next part isn't going to be exactly for you. Uh, I saw a lot of distaste for it on Twitter. I don't mind it. I am already known to... I watched a little bit of the Woken Matt stuff uh, that he did and Broken stuff uh, in the like Free Delete series. And all that stuff that Matt Hardy did. If you want a little bit more backstory on all of that. And his character and his laugh. And his, all his weird shit that he's doing. Go to his page. Check out his videos. They're really well done. But. Here is the audio segment. So I'm going to give you another shot. Once again. Don't align yourself with the elite. Join. The inner circle. Last week. I was simply repaying my debt. I don't think, Chris, you understand what you are looking at. You may recognize my vessel. You may know my name. But there is a different entity, a different essence behind the wheel. I am Damascus, and Damascus is over 3,000 years old. And when it comes to creating chaos, violence and brutality i am practically perfect all right um damascus uh if you're three thousand years old that means you're very wise obviously uh and listen i know i understand what you're doing here i understand the reinvention no one knows more about reinventing themselves than me than chris jericho right but when I look at you and I see the, the amazing gothic cloak and the interesting hairstyle, like the red dash, by the way, that's really sassy. Um, point being is this, outside you look very different. But inside, you're still the same Matt Hardy that I've known for 25 years. I can say the same for you. Like the chameleon, you have changed many times over the last two decades that I've known you, but inside, you are still an evil essence, rotten to the core, truly a hole of the ass. Once again, you're missing this, Matt, like you always have in your entire career. You're the same old Matt Hardy, always a step behind, never quite on top, always living in the shadow, living in the shadow of your younger brother, living in the shadow of bad booking. And now you're living in the shadow of Le Champion. I am not in anyone's shadow. As a matter of fact, 
maker of pain, my broken brilliance is shining brighter than ever. Okay, great. Then apply that broken brilliance and that wisdom from being 3,000 years old and make the right choice. I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to ask you one last time. Are you inner circle or are you elite? World's going to find out we're trending number one on the world. Oh! Not what I said. I said, are you inner circle or are you elite? Delete! Elite! Delete! Elite! Stop! Can't you see that there's nobody here? There's, there's nobody here to chant your stupid catchphrase. You understand? Oh, no, you me? are wrong. There are essences everywhere in this venue. It is full of essences. And I know typically when you come to the ring, the AW audience that is here, they like to sing along with your theme song, Judas. Ironically, I knew the real Judas. He betrayed me as well, too. But I think all of these essences in the AW audience at home, they should sing a new song for you. It's a bit of a dirge. It goes like this. You and then a circle shall fade away and classify yourself as obsolete. Obsolete! You'll fade away and classify yourself as obsolete. Obsolete! Once again, Matt, nobody here. I banned all fans from AEW shows until I say so. There's nobody here. No, there are souls. There are essences everywhere here. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not here. I mean, for instance, look over there in 15C. There is one of our greatest presidents, Abraham Lincoln. Honest Abe will not lie. Matt Hardy will not die. Over there, Martin Luther King. He still has a dream. Maximilian, they're everywhere. Okay, listen. I don't see anybody in the crowd. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not there. Just because you don't have faith, because you don't believe, doesn't mean they're not there. Yes, take off your sunglasses, because I want you to look ahead, and I want you to get a long, hard, wonderful look at the essence, the entity that is going to delete you and the inner circle. Okay, um, can't really see an entity in there. Uh, is he in there somewhere? Hmm, I can't see anything, just the same old Matt Hardy. Uh, Maybe I should smack it out of you. Oh. Down goes wow. Jericho. You really are a wizard. You just took out Le Champion with one punch, but yes, uh, boy, he did. I got some magic powers too. Yeah, Abracadabra. Matt Hardy gets his ass kicked. Yeah. It's tomorrow. Oh, I've seen enough. I think I've seen enough. So <laughs> that was it. Broken Matt Hardy, Damascus, as he's calling himself. It's pretty cool, in my opinion. I don't mind it. I think it's just another character. Like, we're, I mean, we're made to believe that this other guy is a dinosaur and a luchador. So, yeah, I don't really think uh, there's much problem with thinking that he is a 3,000-year-old person living in uh, his essence in another body. It, it doesn't matter. Either way... Sammy Guevara starts attacking Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho gets up, attacks Matt Hardy. And at the end there, if you really listen, you can hear Kenny Omega said, I've had enough of this. So him and Cody go down with chairs and slam the shit out of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, make the save. And then Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho are up on the stage. They kind of go to the left, they kind of go to the right, and then they go back to the left. And Matt Hardy throws up that delete uh, taunt that he does. And the left pyro fire comes up. And then they scramble to the right. And he does it over there. And now he's making it all come up. And uh, it's kind of this cool spot where Jericho and Sammy were like getting to see like this power or whatever it was. So they're going back and forth and back and forth between the sides. And then it all starts going up. And this is how we come off of TV. Like this is not this is how we come off of TV. This is how we end the show. <laughs> um, it was different 
But I think if it was, uh, you know, a bunch of cheering fans going nuts, I think this segment would have gone over with fucking, uh, just especially when the whole crowd is chanting, delete, delete, delete. It just works. Matt Hardy is over. He's always been over. My favorite. I like the two extreme one, obviously, but I liked version one Matt Hardy. I don't know why. I just did. I think his gear was cool. His, like, arrogant, like, he's the new... Uh, the new shit that's in, you know, like he was like the, the best wrestler ever or something like that. I don't know. It was just a cool little gimmick. Cause back then it was just, I'm a badass and I'm going to kick your ass and blah, blah, blah. So him having a little bit more of a character was pretty cool. Uh, he had that little lackey Shannon. I think it was his name, Shannon Moore. Basically that kid was just to get stomped on by everybody. Uh, that was around the time when Lita, you know, got caught fucking edge, really fucked over Matt Hardy. Um, then they made it into an angle, uh, where Matt Hardy actually got arrested cause he jumped over the, he wasn't supposed to be there. He jumped over the barricade, punched edge in the face. Um, and then they turned it into an angle after that point, but he actually got arrested and most of that stuff really happened. They just let it play out on fucking TV. Vince McMahon has no fucking heart, even though it was a great storyline, but he doesn't give a shit. He's let a lot of people put their uh, their personal shit out on the line just because he knew it was going to get ratings or make him fucking money. I don't know. Bullshit, in my opinion. But this new iteration of Broken, Woken, Matt Hardy, whatever it is. I think it's Broken now. I don't think it's Woken. I think Woken is what they called it in the WWE. So Broken Matt Hardy. We get Damascus. Apparently, he's this violent, fucking animalistic, you know, whatever. He's going to be a lot more aggressive and shit like that and really, really bring it to some of these uh, inner circle cats, especially now that Chris Jericho has pissed him off and he smacked the shit out of him. Uh, so we'll see. He's uh, replacing Nick Jackson in the blood and guts. Uh, but I don't know if that's happening anymore because Nick Jackson is healthy again. So maybe they're going to hold off on that and just let the elite do it or still put in Matt Hardy. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out, but things are looking up, man. They beat NXT again in the ratings, even though it was uh, no fans, kind of a, a downer from the episode before where Matt Hardy showed up at the end. That was a fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite, at least top three. It was fantastic. Um, if you didn't get to watch that one either, go back and watch those, man. You guys have to be watching the show to get what the fuck I'm talking about, so you probably are. But that's it. That, that was the whole show. Um, so tell me what you guys thought of it. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at 100ElitePod or my personal Twitter page at jengler88 um you can fucking email me xjeffe88 at gmail.com remember to like subscribe share this fucking podcast get it out there uh let's get as many people in these conversations let's talk some pro wrestling give me some matches give me some homework i want some homework uh give me some matches to watch some of your favorites uh i know homework each week is uh Probably a little segment to everybody else, but it's one of my favorites because it makes me go back and watch a cool uh, wrestling match or an iconic uh, wrestling match. We're going to get into a little bit more older stuff, um, but I figured the the Young Bucks uh, Lucha Bros was fitting. That was one of my favorite uh, tag team matches of all time, and they are the pro wrestling tag team of the decade or... I forget what they called it. But anyways, they're the tag team of the decade. I mean, they've done a lot. Good for them. Uh, it's definitely well-deserving. But uh, that's it for me, folks. Uh, it's been a hell of a fucking week. Uh, I was off from work. Uh, this fucking um, COVID-19 stuff uh, has been hitting everybody. Uh, coronavirus just fucking making everything suck. Um it hasn't really affected my job. That's not why I was off work. <laughs> I just had days requested off for opening day baseball. And since that's canceled, I was like, fuck it. I'll just stay home. Um, so I had a long weekend ready to get back to work tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be an early one, but it's going to be fun. At least it's getting outside and enjoying some, uh, 
fresh air. So, but again, guys, just make sure you like, subscribe, hit that fucking share button. I will be dropping these every week. They might come later. They might come sooner, but they're going to be here every single week, no matter what. So come back, give it a listen, uh, check out the latest episodes of AEW Dark, uh, AEW Dynamite, check out Sammy Guevara's vlog, check out Being the Elite. Uh, they do some road twos that Cody and his company are putting out. Um, I don't know if it's his company, but it, anyways, um, and check them all out, man. Make sure you guys are up to date on all that stuff. And just watch some pro wrestling, guys. Whatever it is, just enjoy life right now. Uh, we don't need to be fighting over what's what's better. If you're into NXT but you listen to this podcast, awesome. I don't care. I just don't watch it because I don't have time and I just don't like. They all look the same to me. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I will see you guys on the next one. So you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run, met with doubt, cause you're out done. Open my mouth as I erupt, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should crawl a bit.